Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. If we have time a bit later in the program, we'll have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. But uh, before that, we're going to be talking with Christina Sikiadis with our Minute on Innovation. And she uh, was at the Business Review Weekly Breakfast this morning. And she's actually going to introduce us to one of the speakers uh, and he'll give us a few tips on the Business Review Awards. But right now we're going to have a chat with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, Gillian. How are you? I'm very well. Your move was successful? Ah, oh, yes. As I've been telling people, I'd uh, <laughs> rather have my teeth extracted without anaesthetic than go through an office move, but <laughs> we survived. And even the computers are still working? Uh, yeah, everything. A few little teething problems, but uh, now we've got, we've got some traction this week. We're actually getting back to doing some work, which is nice. Okay, so one of the things we could have lost in the move would have been our superannuation. You're going to talk about lost superannuation. Yeah, I'll, we play a little game here. I want everyone to think of a number. How much money do you think is out there in Australia um, that is in sitting in lost superannuation account. So we'll come back to that. We'll do that as, a, as the, uh, the final discussion. Have a, have a think about Think of a number and I'll, and I'll give you the answer to that at the very end. So the other interesting point was the energy rebates. Yeah, the family energy rebate is something that was introduced um, by the, the state government about a year ago and we, we spoke about this um, for the um, June um, 13 financial year. Um, the rebate was about $175. Um, they've slowly increased that. So for the current financial year, there is a, a, a lovely offset that you can apply for, um, which goes as a credit against your um, electricity bill, It's um, and you get up to $150. Now, the criteria is... Um, there's quite a few hoops you've got to jump through. You have to have lodged your June 14 tax return with the tax office. Um, and if you're not required to lodge a return, you've actually got to let human services know that. Um, you've also got to um, be eligible for the family tax benefit Part A or Part B. So these are, these are for people who earn under um, $150,000 in their, in their family. Um, and, uh, and then also make sure that the person who's entitled to the family tax benefit is the person who applies for the, uh, the rebate. And, of course, the last thing is you've got to have an electricity account yeah. um, in, your, in your name. So there's a few quirks about people who live in caravan parks and, and whatnot, but it's, it's worth it. It's a reasonable amount of money, and it, it, it looks after people towards the, uh, uh, towards the lower end of the, uh, the scale. Um, one, all, one other um, extension to this is you actually get a further rebate, and it's up to about $250 um, if you're a low-income earner. So let's say that you're, you're on under, um, and I think the threshold's about $37,000, $40,000. If you're a really low-income earner, um, the rebate is actually um, to, uh, up to $250. So it's worthwhile um, having a look at. And um, I think you and I discussed this off-air. I think if you registered this time last year, it may automatically happen. Um, but if not, make sure that um, you uh, you look into it. So there's a there's a few few details. So there's a phone number here. Um, it's um, one three double seven double eight one three double seven double eight. Or if you've got access to a computer and the internet, the best place to go is a website called um, www.resourcesandenergy, which is all one word: resourcesandenergy.nsw.gov.au. Mm, thank, and thank, thanks for that, and we'll repeat it again later in the program. Um, the other thing we talked about when we were last talking was uh, charities and how some of them are being deregistered. Yeah, well, 
there's a new um, there's a new body now that looks after charities. It's called the Australian Charities and Not for Profits Commission. So they've essentially created a new um, organisation that just looks after charities and not for profits. And there's some reporting guidelines that charities um, now have to um, you know have to comply with. And um, I guess this is a little bit of a way to clean up the uh, the database because you know if you if you if we set up a charity, you go to the tax office, you tell them all your objects, what you want to do. Um, the tax office look at your application and say, yep, I'm happy with that, you can be a charity. But there's ongoing um, reporting guidelines. Now, this, the new body, ACNC, have actually revoked the charity status of about um, 400 um, charities. So what's interesting to me is people come at the end of the year with their little $2 donation and, and we're told that um, anything over $2 is tax deductible. It may not be because the charity may, may not be registered. Their status, yeah, revoked. So it it might be um, it might be you know something that we need to, to look into. So to give you an idea, there's there's 56,000 charities um, wow. out there in Australia, and uh, and they've they've actually made an announcement that they've already started. They've wiped out about 400 of them, and uh, and they're going to continue to to um, clean them up if they don't um, report by um, particular days. And and the reporting's quite onerous, you know, some of them have to have audits and whatnot. So, yes, the $2 receipt that you have, you, you may not be able to claim it <laughs> come the end of the year. And, it, and if it's in the hundreds of dollars, it could be quite a bit, couldn't it? It could be, it could be significant, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, just one thing, too, going back to that family energy rebate, um, you've got until um, the 16th of June to put the application in. I forgot to, um, to mention that. Um, and not only that, tied to that is that if, you, if you're entitled to the family tax benefit, you've got it. Yeah, we've got you've got to lodge your returns, and here we are now at the beginning or middle of March. So yeah, we haven't got a lot of time um, to go. This is where accountants are very busy, isn't it? That's where we're flat <laughs> out. That's exactly it. Yes, you're very lucky to speak to me today. I'm very busy. And and moving offices too. Yeah, that's it. So let's go back to Lost Super. What number do you have in your mind for Lost oh, Super? I think I'm up in the billion dollar. How much billion? Oh. Try twelve. Billion dollars. Twelve across us. Twelve billion dollars. Twelve point five to be exact. In uh, and they broke it up by postcode. Um, New South Wales um, has the highest with about four point two billion dollars sitting in unclaimed monies, and uh, Victoria is the next with about two point seven billion dollars. Now, in terms of numbers, there are one point um, two million accounts sitting there that are dormant that nobody has claimed. One point two million. And that just sits there, doesn't it? It just sits there. Well, it goes into consolidated revenue until someone can put their hand up and say, um, that account belongs to me. But you've got to go through a few proof of identity um, uh, hoops to jump through to actually um, get your money. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of money that's sitting there. Is it accruing any sort of interest or is it just... Uh, you don't know. Good question. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure, to be honest. If I'm not really sure. If it's in consolidated revenue, it probably isn't. But it, Put it this way, it's, it's saving the government a lot of interest at the moment on their, <laughs> on, their, on their balance of payments. Right, all right. Well, thanks for your time again, Tony. Um, we'll have a chat in again in a couple of weeks. No worries at all. We'll be back on track. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Tony Vidray there from AV Chartered Accountants with uh, some interesting points, energy um, rebate. And if you missed that uh, address, www.resourcesandenergy.gov.au. Or 13.77.88. You've got till uh, 16th of June to get your application in for $150. And it's uh, 23 minutes past one. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7.
Time to pop over to Christina Sikiatis, who's just come from her Business Review Weekly Breakfast. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I believe you have uh, one of the speakers, Roger Langston, from Planet Innovation with you. Planet Innovation, yes, I do. And I'm more than happy to hand over um, the interview to him shortly because he gave such a good presentation this morning, and as did our other speakers, um, really good to reinforce uh, a lot of the the content of the of what we have discussed um, over the last you know year or so, uh, as far as as what's important and what gets your people moving and and what how an effective innovative organisation goes forward and it's just really um, based in case studies which was fantastic. So hopefully a lot of people at the breakfast this morning got some inspiration and they've gone away to do some immediate work. And we'll look at some of those uh, takeouts in future weeks. Yeah, we shall. We shall. Um, so I'd, I'd like to introduce you to Roger Langston. He's the, he's the marketing um, guru at Planet Innovation, and I'll let him tell you all about the company that he works for. Okay, Roger. Good afternoon. Hi, Julian. How are you? And I believe you're going to tell us why it's important for us to be in these uh, Business Review Awards so that we can get some of our innovative hunter businesses involved. Yeah, well, we've been in here for the last three years, actually, Julian, and I think we, you know, we, we ranked eighth and then first and then uh, third last year. And uh, you know, there's a bunch of reasons. Firstly, the staff get a lot out of it as well. Everyone wants to work for an innovative company, yeah, but how do you prove that? How can you make that claim and back it up? So, you know, the BRW Award gives you that independent credibility. Our clients like it. They like to know that they're working with an innovative company. And, of course, future clients, when you walk in the door, they know nothing about you. It can help with that sort of credibility as well. Yeah, people like to work with experts, don't they? They certainly do. And some things are hard to demonstrate. Demonstrating innovativeness can be quite hard at times, Julian. So, so with the Business Review Weekly Awards, what, what, what process do you have to go through to, to be recognised? So you have to qualify. There's a few criteria to qualify. And then there's three steps around it. So the first is enter a case study based on an example of your innovation. It could be a product developed, it could be a service that you've introduced or changed. And that's so short and sharp. And my advice there is whatever you put in, make sure you elevate the case study to highlight the impact that you're having on the community and on the society. Because when you think about it, generally what you're doing does have an impact, a wider impact, and it's good to focus on that. Mm. Second is a... Um, a staff survey, so your staff log on and they fill out this survey. This is all about culture. Okay. So this is all about if you've invested in your staff over the last 365 days of the year, if you've provided them with an environment that allows them to feel safe to explore and try things and challenge, that comes out in the survey and shows that you've got a good culture to foster innovation. So, okay, so showing, showing you that you're an innovative company right the way through, not just paying lip service to it. Exactly. And then the third part of the process, the final step, is a, a Q&A that talks about how have you embedded innovation within your company. Not just how you know, have you bolted on a title onto one person that sits in your office, but how have you embedded that. And I think that's all about really thinking about how you innovate and where you innovate. You know, because everyone's got a different style for innovation and there's lots of opportunities to innovate. Mm. And you want to show that, you know, you're working on both your own company as well as others. So, so it's, it's really showing that although you're putting a case study forward, that the, uh, there's a general, uh, as you say, culture all the way through the organisation and not just a one-off. Exactly right. I mean, people need to know if they've got ideas on innovation and, and they want to um, take them forward, what do they do with those ideas and how's mm. your company going to support that? 
And as a result of, uh, of, of your three success stories, uh, what has been the result for you? Have you noticed uh, positive comments coming from uh, clients and, and the staff? You, you've said that they, they like to be involved. Absolutely. I mean, we had one example where we walked into the boardroom in California for a client and the CEO introduced us as, guys, here is Australia's most innovative company. If the project doesn't fail, it's not because of them. Mm. Now, that doesn't happen every day, Julian, but you know, <laughs> that's widespread recognition, I think, for the BOW Most Innovative Company Awards. And, and there's no reason that a Newcastle company um, can't submit and get into that and, and, and feature high on that list. We've got a lot of, as you would have found at the breakfast this morning, a lot of very innovative companies already up here in Hunter, so there's no reason why we shouldn't knock you off the number one. That's right. And look, <laughs> everybody wants to be innovative. Every company wants to be innovative. And I think Newcastle's made a commitment that as a city, it yes. also wants to be innovative. Yes. Well, thank you very so much for your time. taking you on, Julian. Well, thank you very much, Roger. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you another time. No worries, and, my pleasure. And just would let Christina, we'll, we'll talk to her next week. I'll pass on your regards. Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Christina Sikiatis there with uh, Roger Langston, the number one innovative company in Australia at the moment. And, uh, yeah, we, we need some hunter ones to knock them off, don't we? Well, we do have time for one of our business Harvard Business Review tips. This one is know when and how to ask for help. People often don't ask for help because they think it's perceived as a sign of weakness. But you can't be successful if you don't ask for what you need. So here's how to make it easier. First of all, help others first. Build a positive reputation as someone who is willing to lend a hand. For example, offer to assist with a small task or ask if someone could use extra input on a project. Secondly, know what you want to ask. If you need help with a current project, take the time to write down your goals. Look at the most important one and list the steps and resources needed to achieve it. And then use this series of needs to frame your request. And then finally, ask smartly. Many requests are so poorly worded that it's difficult to respond. Yours should be specific, meaningful, explain what you need, action-oriented, ask for something to be done, Real and time-bound, say when you need it. Taken from a book, Five Ways to Get Better at Asking for Help. Well, thank you very much for your time. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, a couple of tips there from Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. Lost Super is stuck out there. And there's $12 billion, so maybe some of yours is there. And the energy rebate few couple of months to get your application in for that extra bit of a rebate and we've had a chat with Roger Langston from Planet Innovation why it's important to be in the Business Review Weekly Awards. In a moment Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week we'll have a minute on innovation with Christina Sikiatis and we'll have a chat with Stephen Markey from Markey Insurance and we'll look at some business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as our old friend Anonymous once said, make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous.